Um, I'll say this randomly, and then we'll get back on subject. But because you, you talked about teachers, I'd, I'd love to, to have a teacher on the show. I thought you were going to say something else, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's for the Patreon. I, I'm here, <laughs> I'm here I, I, I keep it as professional as I can. You were lied to, and don't let that cloud critical thinking. How many points do I have to make that don't? Add how up? many other people do I have to bring in this conversation that do not back up Rob's? Team for life. I'm gonna do the Wayne's World. Five, four, <laughs> three. <laughs> Welcome back to the Anti-Hero Podcast. Part. I already see. I already fucked it up. Part Delta Force. <laughs> part Street Cop. All podcast. <laughs> I'm Tyler, uh, owner of Refractor Wolf Apparel, and I'm Brent Tucker, owner of First Responders Coffee and Cigars Company. And we have. Uh, with us today, we have Stephen and Lewis, not Luis, uh, and they are firefighters out of the Central Florida area, and they're actually friends with, we have a lot of firefighters on this show now. It's become a firefighter show. You're going to get hate. Yeah. It's, it's not your fault. A lot of cops. It's not your fault. <laughs> Maybe but we get a lot of love, too. I don't know. We'll see. The cool thing about these guys is like, is that they actually host a podcast as well. So it's called The Wise Men. But yeah. So it's called Doe Wise Men. Doe Wise yeah. Men. D-U-H-W-H-Y-S. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> I'm going to put it up on the thing. So Doe Wise Men. So yes. really interesting podcast. They hit a lot of, uh, uh, they hit things that gets them canceled. They get things removed from YouTube and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it happens. We got a, a two week stretch right now on YouTube that we're really excited about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kid in the candy yeah. store feeling. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but um, before we get into all that, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, Refracted Wolf Apparel. Use promo code Antihero for 15% off Refracted Wolf Apparel. It's got graphic shirts. Um, graphic tees are big are the biggest draw and then we have hats flags stuff like that so outsider uh culture for the front line and then we also have frcc slash frcc soon yeah, to be well, frcc well uh, frcc 10 gets you 10 percent off but now i feel like you want up me with a 15 percent off and i'm gonna have to go in there uh by the time this airs frcc 15 will be an active nice. code don't, welcome, don't, don't. <laughs> Let's not make this a, a, a continuing battle. <laughs> I'm just going to up it to 20. <laughs> so, uh, and then if you haven't, please subscribe to our Patreon. It's where we're able to take, you know, like videos of us just chilling. Uh, I'll hand the phone to Brent and have him, you know, FaceTime anybody and get to know Brent since they all, they all love you and you don't, you're not a big social person. So if you, if you subscribe to the Patreon, that's a good way to get in touch with me or Brent. Ask us any questions you want. Tons of perks. Um, and qu answer, we'll answer the questions on the show. We just haven't done that yet, but we're going to do that this coming month along with some other things. So, and don't forget, Thursdays is YouTube. So this Thursday that just dropped, uh, we interviewed a, a Bellator MMA fighter turn cop. And uh, we just interview interesting people geographically too far away to have on the show. So... That being said, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah, man. Woo. You guys, you guys like just went silent when these <laughs> things got on. <laughs> Sorry, you got the sunglasses on. I'm not even sure if you're looking. Lewis's hands start going up. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. It's not as exciting when you do a podcast to be on a podcast. <laughs> no, right. it, is. Like, it is. We're back, back to work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, we're but really excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having us on. Do you, uh, so how long you guys been firefighters? 
So we actually work for the same agency. We actually got hired together, but Louis has I'm plenty, at 17 years. Yeah, plenty of more years nice. than me. Yeah, I'm coming up on eight total. I did work in the Gainesville area, uh, Alachua County specifically, before I came over to the Central Florida area. Uh, but What brought you down here? So the money. Uh, the money I was making up there was kind of ridiculous for the balance of how many calls I was running for, for how much I was getting paid. It was, it was a grind. It wasn't really sufficient for me. So, but I'm, I'm sure there's, there's, you know, other departments either. We'll, we'll call it the Southeast that, that pays similar. What, uh, what made you land on central Florida specifically? So it's funny. Like there was a, I was in a relationship with, which kind of brought me up into this area, but I'm originally from South Florida, which if anyone is from that area down there, you know that it's super competitive, um, in the fire industry and soup, they pay super well. T- and to hear that someone left down there to work in the central Florida area, they're like, what are you doing? But the cool thing is, is that it's, it's getting pretty competitive in the central Florida area for, you know, salary wise, um, also, the unions are pretty good. So, can I ask if you and the girls still together? No, we're not together. No, I'm happily married. <laughs> oh, okay. To another right. girl. To someone right. else. So, so someone okay. else. <laughs> so it did work out. All it right. did. Yeah, it worked out. Brand God brand always brand. has a plan, man. I tell you that because. You know, <laughs> yeah. I gotta yes. start. I, I gotta can start. neither confirm nor deny that statement. <laughs> well. <laughs> Oh, so you're married now. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. what I love about the firefighter cop culture is there's a very, very small percentage of us that don't get along. And it's probably the best banter slash, what would you call that? Um, competitive a rivalry that you'll find out there outside of military branches. But military branches are so big. Maybe like... Uh, specialty or uh, special forces type things they get they get yeah. a little bit more intimate but like army versus marines it's kind of lame when i'm like oh you're a marine you know because i don't know you i don't go on calls with you but like firefighters man when they show up it's just all of it you can even tell when they show up with a smile like oh here we go you know yeah <laughs> it's gonna start now yeah. it's like high school you know like the you had the baseball team and then you had the football team they kind of played in two different parts of the year but they wanted all the girls. So it's yeah, kind of like exactly. Kind of same like thing. A, kind of like a rivalry, you know, that kind of goes between it, but we're all on the same team per se, you know, it's a lot of fun. Good. Uh, and, uh, Shit, I forgot what I was going to say. I was thinking of all these gay jokes that I forgot <laughs> yeah. the actual yeah. thing I was going to well, say. You're going to make a gay joke, but S- fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Louis, 17 years, is, it's a long time. Uh, are you looking towards you know retirement as a, as a near-term goal or you're like man i'm gonna be here for uh, so 30 35 years see what had happened was uh, i actually did 11 years at a different department two retirements baby <laughs> rookie move yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i vested over there then i came into a popka um i wasn't really it, that oh where i was became a toxic environment for me i couldn't leave it at work anymore yeah and my personality was changing. You can ask my wife. Like, I was just becoming uh, an asshole. Yeah. Uh, and so I decided I was going to try something new. And honestly, Apopka was my it, – it is my last fire department job. And had it not worked out yeah. when I got here, I wouldn't be in the fire service yeah. anymore. Oh, like, I, I was just done with it. That, uh, that resonates with me. I've, I've, had, I've had bad jobs and worked with good people and absolutely loved it. And I've had the best job in the world being at the unit, worked for an asshole and hated 
the best job in the world, you know, during that time frame. So, you know, the, the culture of the work environment you're in yeah, is, it makes is, a big is, deal. Is, is everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's always there's always an asshole. And yeah. It's, so you just hope it doesn't dictate the uh, well, the fun at work. What, you, what you're hoping for is generally speaking, they, you know, they rotate out every two to three years and you can you can suffer through one. But to have a, one replace another one, and like, not again. That's, yeah, that's a hard pill to swallow. That's a hard yeah. pill to swallow. Yeah, it sure is. So yeah. So yeah, I'm looking at. I have the one retirement. I've got uh, six years deep on this one. Um, I vested ten years again, and but I'm like I said, I'm 17 years in. So yeah. who you're, knows? You're who knows on, how far I'm yeah. going? And you're. You're on another city retirement, right? You're not in a county retirement? Correct. All right. So I can't like, what are the benefits jump ship somewhere. Uh, probably of most states, if not all, but at least Florida, I know, is that when you work for for the retirement system, when you work for a county... You can take um, it anywhere. You can take it anywhere. You go from the Keys to Jacksonville, right, baby, right. to Panhandle. You can down. work for a... Fi- you could be a firefighter and then go switch over and work for a, as a deputy. I don't think... I don't think teachers are on the same retirement, though. I don't think so. I think they have their own separate pension, but like all county employees. So like my wife, uh, when we met, she worked for Seminole County. Teaching? No, oh. in, in the tag office years ago. Oh. And then she stopped doing that. She was stayed home mom for a while. Nice. And then she got a job um, with Seminole Sheriff. And so she, her retirement just picked right back up. Okay. What's she go to the sheriff's office? Um, she was in child protective services. Okay. But actually, the state just took that over from them. So now she's with state of Florida DCF, and they're uh, same retirement. So like you just she just kept moving and kept her retirement, which is pretty nice. So um, I'll say this randomly, and then we'll get back on subject. But because you, you talked about teachers, I'd I'd love to to have a teacher on the show. I thought you were say something else, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that's for the Patreon. I, I'm here, <laughs> I'm here I, I, I keep it as professional as I can. Yeah, a teacher. Well, we're gonna have a nurse on next week. We're, we yeah. just want to have a like not so much blue collar, but like serve frontline type. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like teachers, nurses. They I'd like to have a corrections guy, man, because I know that guy can fucking talk for days. And they kind of corrections is the one that those poor guys, man, they get shit on. They they get the shit under the stick. They do. Yeah, I'd, they I get can, the shittiest color gray. These, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of like with Josh, like, we we can easily you know go over on time because I, I just have a lot of questions, and now you have you have two people to ask questions for. So I'll 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 kind of forego the some of the common questions that I that I truly still like to to know, like what got you into firefighting things like that. Um, but uh, I'll I'll ask you first, what what is it about firefighting now that you've been in it for eight years that um, it is what you thought it was, and and the part of it's like uh, I was, you know, I was, was not prepared for that. Like I just I didn't know enough to be to be ready for that part of the job. Yeah, pretty much like no one knows anything about the job until like you actually start getting on the truck and suiting up and running calls and having different different experiences. But the thing that got me into firefighting was it's funny funny story. I'll, I'll, I'll make it short but i was in college and i was studying to uh be a cop I was studying criminal justice at southeastern university so you only got to study hard for that bro. yeah <laughs> and uh I, I did want to be on the line um you know the blue line and then but i was doing a min- midnight wendy's run and i'm driving down the street 
and I see this big glow like to my left. And I was like, what the heck is that? So I'm driving, pull up to that, to that corner. I look, it was house completely on fire. Had to be about 50 people out in front screaming that grandma and grandson are inside the house and no one was doing anything. You're a civilian right now. I'm civilian. Dude. Going to Wendy's. Yeah, I'm in, I'm, <laughs> it's funny because I'm in flip flops. And so my heart, you know, was like, just try and help. And I've always played baseball my entire life and I played catcher sp- specifically. So I've always kind of had that like aggressive mentality, competitive mentality. And, you know, it just kind of this situation, you know, mirrored a lot of that. But I tried to get into the house and I remember that the hair on my arms singed off the first breath I took at the sliding door when I opened it, which was probably a thousand degrees and burnt my hand. My nostril hairs burnt off. I mean, I thought I was choking and I couldn't go inside the house. Ran towards the front. My um, I saw some people from the school actually starting to walk down the street because it was only maybe quarter mile away from where the school dorms were located and you know the fire department showed up suited up pulled a hose line went in for attack on the uh, interior and then a search team went in and pulled you know had two grabs pulled out the grandma pulled out the grandson unfortunately the grandson died and the grandma lived it's funny how life works but um just seeing that that model there made me totally switch careers and i was like that's what I want to do. Like, yeah, you, cops didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> do you vividly like uh, remember watching them and then going through training and then going now I now I know why they did things like that. You know, as 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 you learned the the techniques. Of, yeah, of the, trade. the first thing I knew was when I first got into the business was that I was completely out of shape. I thought I was in shape. I was completely out of shape, and you know, uh, I I I was super book book smart. Right. I was, past paramedic school with you know 95 percent but that stuff didn't doesn't help you on the in the real world it's kind of like you have to did you finish your degree in uh, criminal justice because you were going I didn't for- no I, I actually stopped going to school and totally left abandoned Damn. that whole system i was playing college baseball at the time that i mean my system. dad totally got pissed at me because <laughs> my dad's a professional baseball or he was a professional baseball player and you know he he molded me to be you know hopefully right, to, yeah. to fall in the same footsteps but I remember that I, I, I felt it in my heart to leave, and so I pursued that that career. And and to answer your question that you said earlier, but being in the business is when you like learn everything. It's I'm sure you guys know that 100%. But you know, it's it's the experiences that really shape and model you and make you the best paramedic or the best fireman that that you could be and it, it it builds your character in a way and like i went into the business being super smart but i remember i had i remember when i was first cleared like i had a seizure call and everything went out the window I was oh like, yeah totally forgot yeah. everything and now it's like clockwork did, did you guys know before you got into the academy that you guys were not going to do as many structure fires as you thought and you were going to be a lot more <laughs> medical oh no i was completely snowed <laughs> on, on that so i actually wanted to be a cop initially too so my um, i didn't have like some cool story go ahead go ahead with saved your... four dogs and uh, <laughs> yeah. hey and a go, midget go ahead with your second <laughs> <laughs> go ahead no. with your second place story yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this doesn't even make the podium i don't think no um 
My wife and I were dating. I was working for this uh, remediation company, and she's like, "If this is gonna keep going, you need to have a real job, basically, like a career." I'm like, "All right, well, fuck, I don't know." So I thought about it for a little bit, and I was like, "Ah, maybe I'll be a cop." And then, like, you know what? Cops do a lot of reports and paperwork. (laughs) I'm gonna be a firefighter. (laughs) Boy, was I wrong. Um, I don't know. We write so many fucking reports; it's ridiculous. Really, you guys oh, do paperwork? Constant common misconception. If the tone goes off in the station and then Someone's dispatch doing cancels a, us immediately, one to two people are doing a report on that. Why? Just so they can keep literally. Analytics? It's all documentation nowadays. Everything's yeah. lawyer versus everybody else. Oh, so, like, so many reports. Yes. Yeah. So I and I just wanted a job that wasn't. Nine to five. I'm not really built necessarily for that. Unless I'm doing it for myself, I can't. Like, I have to be doing something else. Yeah. It, so I chose firefighting because I figured it'd be kind of cool. Something yeah. fun. But, and then to kind of piggyback what you said earlier, it's not what we expected 100%. Like, <laughs> it's completely not. You think you got hired, you're going to sit backwards on the fire truck, you're going to wave to pretty girls and all this <laughs> stuff, and, you know, completely. Not like that, man. It's a business, and yeah, like Louis said, it's, it's community service. Yeah, um, and and not just community service. I consider us, um, what is it? The basically CSAs, customer service, for for the city is what yeah. we are because we get called for everything. Someone doesn't know what they do on something that's happening. The fire department <laughs> gets sent out because nobody really knows what Can, to do. Right? Know what my favorite thing to do is. And it's kind of cool that you're here so you can kind of like third party be like, that's fucked up or I would do that. So one of the things we do is we like to play hot potato with people that call 911. So fire and EMS will show up and the cops will show up and everybody's you're driving up looking at that person going, you're already thinking, how am I going to pass this off to FD? (laughs) You know, and it's like, so you're like, oh, I believe that, you know, there's been times where I was like, uh, you know, they're just. They got to go somewhere. They can't sit where they're sitting. They're either drug induced. They're crazy, you know, and it's like, hey, uh, hey um, you know, you, you feeling like you want to go to the hospital? I'm like, ah, yeah. It's like, OK, you got to tell these guys pulling up. You got to tell them you want to go to the hospital. So we are, <laughs> that's what happens. We are what happens. acutely aware that you guys do that. To us. Yeah. Or, or they burn us because we're trying to arrest this person. Right. Oh, I got a good arrest. And he goes. I have chest pains. And you're like, oh, incarceritis. That's fine. CYA, I'll call FD right now. We'll clear you. And FD <laughs> walks up and they, they remember the time I just fucked them over. And they go, you want to go to the hospital? Yeah. And he goes, yep. And then I got to go spend nine hours in the damn hospital. Yes, you do. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So here's the deal, though. A lot of departments, some departments are different, but uh, a lot of departments, somebody says whether they have a medical issue or not, they say, I want to go to the hospital. Okay. Which yeah. one do you want to go to? Mm-hmm. And it's like... Yeah, if they want to go, it's CYA. You can't tell them no. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Do they right. get to pick which hospital they go to? Uh, depends on department it, policy. Or or do you get to pick it based on how good like the first responder room is? Ah, at, at the that's, that's that's so that's that does factor yeah. in. <laughs> There's variables sometimes. There's variables. Well, so yes. if they're a regular tax-paying citizen that needs, they're allowed to choose because their insurance. Like so, mm-hmm. they could go like, "Oh, I want to go to this hospital." As far as I know, that right? That doesn't factor into us. Right. Oh, yeah. really? Do you guys just go geographically? Really, it kind of so comes- typically it's closest hospital. If they have a reason why they want to go somewhere, then we 
take them where they want to go. Uh, if there's a reason why we can't take them, yeah. like say they actually have an actual medical condition that right. requires a specific hospital, we'll go. Right, as well as it's a specialty, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, uh, yeah. get involved in the decision making on yes. that. Arrestees don't get to pick. Yeah. If they're under arrest, they go wherever <laughs> we or they say. Take it to a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks though, because like we work for a doctor at the end of the day, and like that's who kind of gives a little okay, you're good to work as an Orange County paramedic. But they'll put in the protocols that you know, okay, if the patient requests to want to go to whatever hospital they want to go to, then you have to kind of that's where you go do it for them. Yeah. Wow. So one thing when I was talking about the rivalry, rivalry between, co- do you guys ever go to Guns and Hoses? We. We have a group that does go. That is yeah, our agency does go good to that, yeah. time because the fi- the fights are all scripted. Yeah. They're all it's like watching WWE. I think like, we've won every time, right, Louis? Uh, we've, we've got trophies. We've got, trophies. We've got trophies. What does that mean? Is that is that good? Our trophies yeah. good? I don't know. What does, what does this mean? I score. What's, what is it? By the way, this is our this is our first um, this is our first podcast on the Anti Hero Podcast of four, this will be episode number forty four where we're using four people four mics first time. Oh. Awesome. Four, 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 four. So if it sounds like shit, my bad. I'll fix yeah. it. But <laughs> <laughs> you guys did make me realize something because there, there is a lot of you know uh, overlap and you know in in military, uh, law enforcement, and, and firefighters when it comes to brotherhood and, and certain things that uh, you guys deal with. But I, I did just realize you guys were saying about that. That's that's not something that happens in the Delta Force. Like we don't we don't land a helicopter, show up to the house, and be like, oh, never mind. Wasn't an emergency. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. no. Oh, no you're bad good? guys here. He, I asked him. He said he's not a bad guy. Back back on the helicopter. Right. <laughs> well, that one doesn't correlate. I'm, I'm, and I'm glad. You guys, so we started a segment called Dumbass Cop of the Week. Okay. Mind okay. you. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, I'm in. Let's do this. <laughs> we don't want it to just be cops, but okay. for some reason... It's always cops. So I'm always on. The, I'm always trying to find a firefighter, or a nurse, or military personnel that did something stupid. But it's always cops. So I had to lump three together this week because there was so many of the same. Um, same. Everybody sends me stuff now. They're like, "Oh, dude, I got a dumbass." <laughs> OnlyFans cops. Apparently. What? Oh boy. So we got to be able to find some firefighters that do that. We'll yeah. Find, we'll find, yeah, we'll they're out there. Out. Yeah, but they're not. Well, here's how here's how this one got exposed. Minneapolis, <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota cop outed as OnlyFans model during a traffic stop. She stopped a guy who goes, I fucking know you. And he recognized her. So she gets busted. Right. And then there's. I want to see that body cam footage. No, oh, trust me, I'm oh, sure it's in I've high seen, demand. I think I've seen this. You have? I think I've seen the the clip. Maybe I'm not sure. So then there's another one. That would be so awkward to be here. <laughs> a uh, tattooed bodybuilding police officer suspended after four after the her chain of command discovers her racy OnlyFans page. She's a bodybuilder named Janelle Zielinski. And she worked for, and it was pornographic content. So we're not just talking like bikini pics, you know. We're talking like porn. Yeah. She worked for Detroit Police. Are you are you posting these pics on the on the Patreon account? We need to. Okay. We need to. And then now, what kind of porn are we talking about? Because you could play video games now, and, and it could be on a porn website. We're gonna have to do better. Re- <laughs> we're gonna have to do better research. I, I think well, maybe that, I'll do that. Put well, that on our so Patreon. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
<laughs> Phoenix police officers. These are all big cities too. Minneapolis, Phoenix, uh, Detroit. These aren't little like podunk like. So Phoenix police officer Christian Rico Blaze Goggins, great name, suspected to be online porn star. Uh, I suspected him immediately upon hearing his name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> They call. They said moonlighting as a pornographic content creator. <laughs> like you know, back in the day when you moonlit at a bar because cop work didn't pay enough, or right. firefighting it, you go bounce You're at a, a bar. Boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that I just kind of lumped in, and I, and again, I'm all about chasing your dreams. If that's what something you want to do, and and you and if you in your heart feel like being a public servant does not mean that you also can't get naked on camera, I'm all open ears. But to do it. And then think that you're not going to get sus- suspended and terminated, I think, makes you a dumbass. Now, uh, if they put out yeah. some content and they're like, hey, Chief so-and-so, suck my pussy. I'm doing this anyways. <laughs> I'd be like, hell yeah, dude. Because that just, person knew that they were going down. So I'm just hoping for their sake that like, they immediately, if they're getting fired anyway, capitalize on it and like really start yeah. advertising and... Let's make some money because you got bills to pay still. Yeah, the one, yeah. the one, <laughs> the one we talked about last time. She's a Florida cop, or former Florida cop. She uses a light bar in her own uh, Pornhub thing and her page on Pornhub. She's oh, got nice. like, a police siren. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah she, cool. well, there's so, people that dig arrest that. me, Miss Police Officer. <laughs> to counter the dumbass cop of the week, you That's got right. firefighter we, dummies. We, we no. do. <laughs> no. We counter it with the uh, with the good cop of the week. Oh, good. And uh, and I actually don't have his name. Um, wasn't in the article. Oh, we'll, we'll 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 find it. Um, this comes from Hillsborough uh, County, so good old Florida boy. Uh, we'll 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 have the video. But let me tell you, just kind of paint the picture for you real quick. They show up to a fourteen uh, year old, you know, standing outside his house. He, he'd already shot his mom, shot his mom in the hip, hand, and face. Uh, she ended up living, um, uh, as I understand it. The uh, but when he gets there, he he does what is absolute textbook, and he he talks to this kid who has a gun in his hand, and at at any point if they wanted to, probably could have found a reason to, to shoot him, mm-hmm. but instead he calmly talked to the kid, talked him down, um, and so many times we th- we see these situations where cops escalate. You know a, a bad situation and i get it and i'm not going to sit here and and uh um you know uh quarterback you know the the you know the the, the situation and say what what a cop should have done but this guy does just what i would consider a textbook socially aware de-escalates it doesn't shoot the kid does a great job of controlling the scene other cops are trying to you know give the the kid um you know uh, commands he's like nope i'm the only one talking to him he couldn't have been any more calm in the way he talked to him. Couldn't have pleaded with him as you know as a person anymore, and said, "Hey, we're we're gonna get through this. Whatever you did today, you know, we'll get through this." Um, and he does. He, he talks the kid into putting down the gun. Wow. Talks the kid into you know coming down and and uh, and laying down. And the other thing that I really like that he did, because you see it sometimes, is even when they're give, you know giving up, the cops still come in with you know with full force and and really you know like you know. Yeah. Ra- you know, ratchet back on on the arm and and really take care of the situation. But as calm as he talked to him was as calm as he as he handcuffed him as well. And I just I kudos to you. We will we'll get your name and put it up on the yeah because uh, yeah. you deserve it. Yeah. Saved yeah, sure. the kids saved the kid's life that day. You guys have seen it. 
Um, I've seen it, and I've been on the job seven, eight years now. So the the overly aggressive cop, and they're not doing anything wrong. And in a situation like that, just like Brent said, they have they it would have been a justified shooting to kill that kid. Now, whether or not destroying a bunch of families, one that's already kind of destroyed, destroying your your psyche, you know, everything, just sitting there talking with that kid and getting him to and again it's one of those things where you those are the type of cops that you want thinkers um that can that can take themselves out of one scenario maybe where you were just fighting somebody and go into a call like that and not taking the aggression from that fight into that and then you know like you said i think that it's one of those just because you can doesn't mean you should yeah so absolutely and that's those are the type of cops that we need out there and well uh, it really goes to show too like you know fire and police like the type of people that are behind the badge or behind the uniform and our jobs on a daily basis come to decision making. And for that guy to make that kind of decision with adrenaline going, seeing a gun, you know, I mean, I couldn't imagine his thought process. I've never been put in that situation. Usually when we do go on the scenes, like scenes are cleared, they're safe. We don't really have a lot to worry about as far as our surroundings, even though we do keep our head on a swivel. Yeah. But, I mean, I can't even just, I can't under, I mean, kudos to that guy. Sure. We talk about it all the time. I'm sure you said, you said it in your career, and I'm sure you guys say it in yours. You can o- only do what your career can handle. Um, and so the decisions you make when you work for the government and everything's so black and white with guidelines and policies, and you break it for the betterment of your call that you're on or for the human beings involved, cool. If you break it and you fuck something up, it's on you. And that's that's a free thinker, big boy rules that you kind of need in people like this. And I and the only reason why I brought that up is because we, my agency that I work for right now, eighteen hundred man agency, just realized that LMT rifles. I probably bleeped that out. There's probably a lawsuit somewhere in here. Um, they were have, their firing pins were breaking. They tried ev- the agency tried everything they could not to take all the rifles away, but it was too much of a liability for me to walk up and you're a threat and go click and then you kill me. That wow. agency's done for. So they had to take all of the road rifles away. If, um, if only they had like a gun manufacturer in their own backyard, like lion arms. They could, they could, they could keep. Whoa, where'd this situation. thing come from on the screen? You know, that's not just a plug, but it's the truth. Yeah. You know? uh, being here, I see so many guns come, come through here that, that they end up fixing. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's, those are, those are, uh, you know, you don't, those are uh, avoidable situations that departments put them in themselves in. You're trying to lowest bitter shit. Lowest it's bitter. That, it's that government world. And that's now right. they have us clearing. We just cleared a school. We had an active, uh, an after shooter call threat at a school we had to clear with like fucking 20 30 deputies everyone's got remington 870s in there like it's you know 19 which is fine <laughs> well I, they're easy to shoot and that's fine yeah. but you know you kind of want a rifle in that in that scenario and so i was at training the other day or in service training and we were getting briefed on we were we were turning in our rifles and getting back the 870s they just took for us and i go hey what's gonna happen i was like can you tell me what would happen to me right now if I took my own personal rifle? Because what they're, they're going to do is they're like, hey, guys, if you guys want to carry your own personal rifles in about a month and a half, we're going to have uh, quals out here so you can qual on it. So that way liability is done. We checked off. We blessed your rifle. It works. Right. You're using the right ammo. And I said, what if we don't wait? What if I didn't wait and I put my own personal rifle 
in my safe in my car, never took it out for anything, and then I go to an active shooter at a school and I stop a threat with that rifle, are they going to fire me? And it was like crickets in the classroom. And, yeah, and then that training guy goes, do only what your career can handle. And I was like, that's fair. Similar. I mean, we say do what your rank can handle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it means the same yeah. thing. But could yeah. you imagine, like, if we, could you imagine, it's probably a horrible, um, you know, comparison. Could you imagine getting fire hoses <laughs> that didn't work? <laughs> you know, bringing I, mean, leads. I don't even know how to, com- like, what do you guys, as do you, do you guys have, you know, what, what equipment problems do you guys have? Do you ever have, like, faulty equipment problems, lowest bidder problems, anything like that? Or you guys know you if it comes to your fire station, so, it works. So, luckily, we haven't had anything on scene that I can remember where something's just been, like, a catastrophic malfunction. But we've had equipment failures. Like, we were without a tower for, mm-hmm. what, the first three years we were there? Yeah. Because the one that the city had, like it was being tested and like it just failed. Yeah, the hydraulic system. The whole thing just came crashing down and basically the tower exploded. Yeah, and our guys, when they check the truck out every morning, they put the stick up in the air every morning. And it could have happened to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But we do have failures. And I'll, I'll say this like the other day, two days ago, we were having a training evolution and we have eight shipping containers stacked on top of each other to simulate a big apartment building. And I'm an engineer for the department, so I basically pump the truck. I deal with all the hydraulics, and I deal with all the equipment on the truck. It's just one big toolbox. But when we had crews inside fighting fire, I'm basically running off of tank water at that point. And so my next point in the process is to establish a water supply. And so we had connected the 5-inch LDH, large diameter hose, to the other side of the truck so I can get water from a hydrant. We charged it up. It was about 200 feet of five-inch hose, which is about probably 2,000 pounds of water. And my my gate valve was not opening. So I have guys inside fighting fire, and I can't get a water supply. I look at my tank level. I'm at a quarter of a tank. I've got maybe two minutes left of water. These guys don't know what's going on, which is crazy. The guys that are inside, they don't know what's going on outside. So we ended up radios. We have radios in your yeah. mass, so you no, can talk no. to. No, we we have we have, we have oh. lapel. Why why is that not a thing? Why can't you guys? Can you, just, can you, it's probably super expensive. Yeah. When you're inside, can you? Is it loud enough where you can hear it? You yes, know, you can hear mass? it. Yeah, they, they we kind of function off straps, and we just have like a little clip where right. the radio clips on here. But when you put on your fire gear, and at the end of it, you kind of just let it dangle through your little neck port here, and so. Yeah, I mean, that there, that just kind of happens on the fly. And we ended up figuring out that, okay, this part of the truck was, was broke or might have broken just then. Like, there's all kinds of things that can happen on the fly. I'm sure same thing with, you know, your job and same thing right. with your and background. It, it, it goes back to why, you know, there's so many different reasons why training is so important. But, you know, it's not just for you. It's, you know, it's to test all your equipment. Yeah, so we ended up having to think on the fly because we, we called an evac. And when you're inside fighting fire, you might not necessarily hear the radio. There could be a lot of disturbances. You could be right. in a steel building. There could be all kinds of little little things that mess it up. But we all wear air packs, and these air packs, they have, um, they're connected to a computer system. Okay. And so our command you know, sent out an emergency evac, which that thing's going to light up no matter what. It makes all kinds of noises and stuff, but it kind of tells you, even flashes a little picture of like run out of the building 
And so you can only say that because I was about to just go. I was about to just it's say, and you guys just can't let that fire rage. You have to stop it. And then you were. Just yeah. <laughs> so we ended up we ended up taking water from the two engines that were right next to me. So we, I was kind of getting nursed from two okay. engines yep. just to buy me some time to fill up my tank, switch over the water supply to a different inlet, and then go from there. Is that is that something that's, you know, a, a I wouldn't say common as it happens all the time, but a common enough failure point where you'd have a redundant system, or that's if that thing goes down, that's that's what you got. It's not common, but we what I'm seeing new with the fire trucks nowadays, like the new age fire trucks, it's all electronic. It's electronic. Yeah, yeah. So and we've had a lot of issues with, especially the gauges, where we don't even know what we're flowing. Um, they'll just stop working yeah and then and that, we're just like all right well is, water's coming out so yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow. fingers crossed same, yeah. same thing with the, the cop world too the police work doesn't change it's all over systems you know we're now yeah. we're on some new cad system that our our firefighter it's meant for firefighters it's meant for emergency services not strictly for law enforcement so they had to take like a year or two and pretty much make it to where it was we can run our license plates and it's more adaptable to law enforcement the same thing the only things that fail are technology now you know when, it, when everything was analog for you guys and like levers yeah, yeah. you know is not anymore took a guy no. like lewis and that's yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> so um i was gonna hit our uh small business of the week so the, how we met you guys was through josh who contacted us about his tattoo uh he's a firefighter with a tattoo shop or he works as a tattoo artist and so we kind of put out something that like, hey, if anybody's got a small business that's veteran owned, first responder owned, um, hit us up. We'll promote it for free. You know, that's that's what we want to do. So um, the guy hit me up. Uh, I keep their names out of it. <laughs> they say some wild shit. And this one, I took his email to me instead of making my own th thing for him. It's lowercase alpha clothing. And I'm going to read the email to me because when I read this email, I was like, okay, I get this guy. So it's like, I'm a 12-year uh, law enforcement officer out of California. I've done a number of assignments. I'm not the cop that parks behind churches his entire shift. I've been IA'd a handful of times, and I've gotten skipped over promotions because I have a big mouth. He's like, I own lowercase alpha clothing, and we essentially a small-time t-shirt company. Uh, he, I process the orders by myself, and I work side-by-side uh, -side with graphic designers uh, when we design new shirts. Um, while we're not a nonprofit, I do spend what seems like just as much time sponsoring programs and donating profits to stuff, which Brent can yeah, attest to. I, I feel you. <laughs> I understand that. Um, I truly don't care if the company ever becomes profitable. If it did, it would be sweet. It's a hobby, and, I, um, and I'm able to do exciting things with it. Uh, in short, the ethos behind lowercase alpha is that cops, at least the non-robot ones who don't have chips on their shoulders, are just normal folks trying to do a job. We're approachable, regular-ass people. Yes, at times we need to turn up the alpha, turn on the alpha, and dominate a situation and go home safe. I get it, but it, but in my off time, I try to surf, a skateboard, and I play air drums. I'm just a normal ass dude that wears a uniform. So that was I his email it. to me. Um, I guess that kind of lowercase alpha makes sense now, where you're like, you sometimes you have to be an alpha, but 98% of the time you're just a normal ass dude. So go check out their stuff. They're at lowercasealpha.us, and also you can reach them on Instagram. And I'll post all their stuff up in here. How about you guys? Have you guys uh, either 
uh, work, worked a second job. I mean, you have the podcast. Obviously, is that is that your is that your first venture outside of firefighting or what? Yeah, what, what, yeah I don't, I'd imagine <laughs> I'm not. Old. I've been doing. I was gonna say you've me. been mowing some lawns, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never. Well, technically, fell into a stereotype. So I had a handyman. I wasn't even making a stereotype. I can't afford these racial things. It is a, no, not no. <laughs> Not because I'm Latino, but because yeah. like He's got the mustache. Every too. firefighter, yeah. every job firefighter has a long mustache. Business. It's so I had a beard <laughs> earlier, but I got drilled this weekend, so I was like, okay, oh shit, you in the National Guard? Uh, Marine Corps Reserves. Oh, nice. oh he looks yes. like a Marine. You're sitting oh. here doing this whole podcast, and it takes yeah. you 45 minutes to tell us you're in the Marines. <laughs> I do a lot of things. I, I'm no lawns. I'm in the Marines. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a handyman business for. Uh, I don't know, from for like 10, 11 years. Wow. And then 2020 came, COVID hit, and I was like, I honestly don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of fixing <laughs> other people's stuff. This is the perfect yeah. time to stop. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. And then um, I kind of just switched it into making leather products, leather goods. What do you make? Uh, mostly firefighter shields, like the shield that's on the front of helmets. Yeah. I do a lot yeah. of those. And then I do wallets, uh, iPod cases, like little cases to put them in there. I've made purses, wallets. I can't make fun of you. Every cop um, makes holsters. That's what they make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I think I've only made one holster. People have asked, but like, not yeah. really. Which is as much as many guns as I have and as much as I'm into shooting, I've, I've made like one holster. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I, um, I love that. And to, and to me, like, you know. Working with leather is just—it's a man skill. You know, it goes—it goes under you know, woodworking, you know, yeah. being able to weld. You know, obviously you're, you're handy. You're, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're a handyman. <laughs> can't do any of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I love that. Well, there you go. It's your—it's your turn to be second place. What do you got? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you, do you know second, how to work with leather, Stephen? <laughs> no. Man skills uh, but my second job, basically right now at the moment, is overtime. I've yeah. been racking up as—I mean, I think I got over 400 and something hours right now. But yeah. I do work for a research company. We deal with um, clinical he, studies. That and research company guy, guy that fixes things. You guys look the part. Yeah, no, yeah. no, <laughs> no, no, one, no one's breaking stereotypes over here. Yeah. yeah, I'm the smart one out of the two. But, um, yeah, Whatever but, um, helps you sleep. <laughs> is it, has there been an, in, uh, an uptick in that? You know, did COVID affect the, the business in, in, in a good way? Uh, or or uh, not for, necessarily. I would say for them, uh, they produced a lot of different types of medications and vaccines, especially in the past two, three years. I mean, it seems like it's the new fad for the medical industry. You know, now that people are worried about getting sick so much, if they create medicine, it's going to increase their value and their income. Yeah. I mean, you know, speaking of, you know, COVID and, and side businesses, um, it, you know, the one thing it definitely proved is you know, as much as it killed a lot of businesses, it also, you know, created opportunity for a lot of, a lot of businesses had their best years, you know, during, during that. Um, I'm not, not necessarily saying you, you know, you, you can plan it out, but it, it is interesting from a business perspective uh, in, in any market there, there's even on down markets there, there are businesses that, that thrive. Yeah. And, yeah. and opportunities. I mean, only fans. <laughs> it thrived. It blew yeah. up. I feel like no, that's sure. pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they, they, they only have ups and major ups. <laughs> there's an up and down joke there. But I'm, I'm the not. Guys. There's an up and down joke there, but I'm not going to go for it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. But like guitars, uh, you know, had their 
you know, you know, Gibson guitar, Les Paul oh, yeah. had, had their oh. had their biggest sales ever. I bet so yeah. many people just looking for new hobbies. Skateboarding, uh, skateboards, uh, uh, the bicycle industry. You couldn't go into Walmart yeah. and and find find a bike. People were just riding bikes. Yeah. Um, well, especially too, like the people that like started monetizing their content just on YouTube and other platforms. That's what and I was going to get into. Um, you guys, uh, one of the things that blew up was YouTube and podcasts. People had a lot of time and based on the skill and the content and the opportunities, you can make money doing this stuff. So um, Josh, when we were offline, Josh goes, hey, I got, I got some, some fire. He wasn't even trying to really promote you. He was saying that you guys, he knew people that did a podcast and I was like, what's this podcast? And he goes, two, oh, he goes, three firefighters. Is it three, all three of you guys are firefighters? Well, so there's, Technically, four of us. Um, it's me, Stevie, and Sean. He's the one that kind of is in and out. Yeah. We started it, and then he kind of fell off after the studio disappeared when he sold his house. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> happens. But happens. then Jesse joined us, and Selfish. he's in Las Vegas, and he's actually a plumber. Oh, he's a plumber? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Work, works with water. You have a yes, common yeah. You have a theme. I like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you guys um, have, he, he, all Josh had to say was, it's a conspiracy. And I was like, fuck yeah. And I went and listened to, I think it was your latest one. I think it was, or if that, or if it, it was the latest, latest one? one at the time. Yeah. It was <laughs> right. about demonic possession and yeah. all the craziest shit I could listen to for hours. And I was like, I need to get a hold of these guys, <laughs> especially when you guys work so local. So can you guys kind of paraphrase that episode as much as you can, if you, uh, based off memory? In 30 seconds. You want to yeah. try it? I don't really like talking you about this shit don't. because like, <laughs> yeah, so it just kind of stirs up the dark matter. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I heard you guys talking and they were like, hey, this is not uncommon when we talk about this for yeah. things to shut off. And it's so true. You start talking about uh, addressing evil or entities or stuff like that. And, you know, they were filming that movie Nefarious. Uh, oh they, yeah, they were yeah. filming that. They couldn't get through production because things were just shutting off. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah we. I, I I think I said at the beginning of that episode that I, <laughs> this stuff intrigues me so much, like the esoteric and the the occult stuff. Like I love just learning about it. Like yeah, it's so interesting. But then I'll get to a point where I'm just like. <laughs> Close the, book, yeah. shut the laptop, like walk away because like stuff's getting creepy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we've had some personal experiences. I think like one of the craziest things that I've ever gone through. I've had like multiple experiences of what do they call it? What's the medical term of it? Um, sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. He rips or whatever. demon throats. I rip demon throats pretty much. But um, yeah, I've, good for you. Certain things have kind of like Whoa. tried to attack me in my sleep. Is it behind me? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I mean, some of this, I, it's its real. I'm a full believer in it. I think there's uh, way other different things out there than what we're used to, what we know, what our brains can think of. Like, we're yeah. physical matter. You what know, our like, senses can perceive. Yeah, like time, space, matter, solid, liquid, gases. All our world kind of revolves around but I do think that there's other crazy shit out there. There's ghost stories, paranormal activity, demon possession. I mean, it's kind of crazy to see that, you know, maybe an eight-year-old Romanian girl is starting to speak some old, ancient, 
Hebrew that she has no skills of, she yeah. has no understanding of or anything like that. But that's just one of the kind of conspiracies we do kind of talk about on our podcast. We like to dabble in all kinds of different genre or um, subjects. And it's just a lot of fun. It kind of all is connected. It kind of yeah, all kind exactly. Of you have together. each episode has to be its own thing, and then after about twelve episodes, you're like, oh, yeah. it all makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. You can corral the subject matter as much as you can, but like it, it all does kind of end up connecting some way or another. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when we start talking about this stuff and trying to figure it out. It's as if the way we understand it. This is how I kind of compare it. Is like. If you were to try and teach an ant mathematics, like they don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but they know that you're communicating to them somehow. It's just you can't connect with what is out there. The you know, I don't think um, some people probably do, but unless you're unless you're famous, I don't think anyone starts a podcast. Like, you know, we're gonna start we're gonna start a podcast and make a lot of money, you know, because it's just it's as you guys know, it's just so much work and so much. Yeah, that's such a long distance goal. Anyone who who starts with that probably doesn't make it past episode five, or nor even gets it off the ground. Um, how did you guys? So I'm assuming you guys started it to to do something fun, or like oh, yeah. what? So what? You know, what, what was what was what was the beginning of it? And then how did you land on that being the the, the topic and theme of the podcast? So because for us, you know, the, the the topic of the of the podcast is easy. It's you know, it's it's in what what we're doing and around right now, but your podcast is very different from from your everyday world mm-hmm. life. Yeah, I remember the day. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so we're sitting at work across. So we have a kitchen table that's like, well, like eight and a half feet. Eight's like yeah, eight, it'll sit sixteen. Eight people. by eight, like it's huge, and we're sitting on opposite ends of it. We're bullshitting about all the same stuff. We conspiracy this and was it late and, at night? I can't remember. Were we on the was, truck together? And it, it was, was like two in the morning. It was. It might have been. Was that the night you didn't have your glasses? Yeah, we almost. You cracked. guys, you guys, out of context, <laughs> out of context, you guys sound like a couple. Dude, I was gonna, I was gonna say <laughs> that. The night you yeah. forgot your glasses. <laughs> I say that because that was a memorable night too. Because he did. Oh, we were we were switching calls, so like I'd run a call, or I'd be the medic on a call, then he'd be the medic. We're going back and forth. <laughs> well, it's the middle of the night; it's like three in the morning. We got to go to ORMC, and all of a sudden, I'm in the back with the patient. Next thing I know, boom! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Sorry about that, ma'am." I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" He's like, "Sorry." I could tell you were pissed off me too. I felt so bad. I was like, "I didn't." We get see to the, the hospital, and he's like. I forgot my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to go pick up a second patient real quick. <laughs> I was like, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> but uh, so um, the, the you guys, was it one of those conversations at the firehouse where you're like, we should start a podcast? Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's kind of like what I, I've heard you say before, too. Like, why weren't we recording? <laughs> like, yeah. What yeah. the hell? It just got we got so into it and it was yeah. so genuine and perfect. Well, he, he said that he's like, we should start a podcast. And I'm like. I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. Literally the next, what, like three days later, we're sitting in his garage. We've got, we had, um, it was a Razer Siren X. Right? Yes. Oh, my single. So he was doing some, like, the streaming roots. some gaming and stuff. And we just set it in the table in between three of us. And we're talking at it as best as we can, trying to be loud so that it picks us up. Wow. Sounds horrible. It's our first episode. <laughs> yeah. If you want to yeah, go find it. Check that out. Retro. It's, yeah. it is, <laughs> it's, it's hard yeah. to hear. I did my best to edit it and clean it up and yeah. bring up the volumes and stuff. And it was about um, Strassenhaus generational theory. 
And now at that time too, like this is when COVID was happening, there was a huge crisis kind of happening. So it really played into, you know, tune with the generational theory. Right. So I don't know if you guys didn't know anything about that. No, what you got? So that's basically the human society and culture goes in roughly 80 to 100 year cycles. Okay. And so every 80 to 100 years, it's, it's like 20 years, each generation. If I remember correctly, it's the hero generation, the artist generation, the, I can't remember, it's the next two, but it's like the hero is usually the, the generation, uh, I want to say it's after the crisis, that they bring you, after the crisis starts, they're the ones that kind of come of age in there, and they bring you out of the crisis. Examples yeah. like after World War Two, Right. Like right. Kind of exactly what I was thinking. And then World the artist generation is, right. uh, they come of age, the cr- or right. like things are things are pretty good. Right. Things are going good, right? Yeah. Now you got your hippie generation after World War Two, right? Right. Yeah. And then the kids, their kids, are the ones who, um, they're they're doing really good, and but like shit's starting to go downhill again. Yeah. And then as the next crisis, right? The ones at at the end of that, they're the ones that kind of bring on the next. That's crisis. right. Yeah. I'm not saying, and then you know take take it from the hippies in the '60s and '70s. It's a 20 year. '80s and '90s were mm-hmm. you know generally pretty good, and you have the current shit show we have now. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's that one saying that reminded me of. It's like hard times create oh hard men. Hard men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard, hard times, and it's yes. like a cycle. That's exactly what. That's basically okay. So that's where they took yeah. that and yeah. put it in. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. they've got a couple books, and they said that. In like the past, I think it was 400 years or something like that. There's only been once that, and it was during the U.S. Civil War that that cycle didn't play out. It kind of okay. they, basically it skipped a, one of the generations and then started over. Man, so, so no. that, oh, good, good. No, no, no. I wasn't ask a lot of questions. I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun, me, because we were just talking earlier today about the next step in their podcast. And have you ever heard of Punk Farm Media? No. Of course you haven't. Let me tell you. Punk Farm Media. No, I'm just no, Why would you expect a guy who loves butt rock <laughs> <laughs> to, to enjoy that, which is what he told Brent me. Brent likes butt rock. It's exactly <laughs> what you I, think I it is. I, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, that's going to need some explaining, but I'm going to let that one ride. All right. So I, 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 I real quick plug, and then I probably won't plug it for a while. I started a media company where um, it's where newer podcasts um, can all get together and network with each other and um, kind of uh, get exposed to each other's uh, listeners, right? So I, I started meeting and noticing these guys were the, the latter of the five epi- or guys that had such a grind and they had such good content, but they weren't being exposed to the right amount of people. Um, so I started this media company and it was like, it just worked out. Two of the guys... That I, I contact were like, yeah, I just literally started a podcast. I'm like, these, like I said, these guys, I, I shot in the dark. I said, hey, I met your buddy Josh. Josh told me I had a podcast. I don't know what your analytics are. Would this be something you want to do? And Lewis is like, dude, that's fucking crazy because we were just talking the other day about figuring out a different approach to podcasting. So they entrusted me with distribution of their audio files. So, uh, we're going to start episode one. We're going to probably play some reruns because we can't scrap those. Those were good. Yeah. And I yeah. give them some time to get a routine going. And then we'll be pumping out fresh, the wise men, uh, punk farm media. <laughs> and we appreciate the opportunity you know, yeah. that you're, you're giving us 100%. What, what episode are you guys on now? 
How, how far have you guys gone? 24. Yeah. Those, I think we have a few in the shoot, but I think we're yeah. at 20 right now. So we do have a lot more content that we're going to start releasing. I think we're going to start out one a week. Yeah, right we're going to try and start dropping them on Mondays or, or Well, you guys have a whatever. first responder schedule. It sucks. <laughs> it, no, there's no, if you were three, four dudes that work nine to five every Monday through Friday, yeah. pick a night. We're all going to mm-hmm. get, it's like fantasy football. All your friends that aren't first responders, they all get together and, and it's like, oh, I can make every other Wednesday. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. the Panama patrol schedule every other day I work. Yeah. Like, right. So, you know, it's, if I'm off one Wednesday, the next week I'm working that Wednesday and vice versa. So it's an impossible schedule to do something like that with. Yeah. So we're, we're, look, I mean, we actually do the show. Um, live on Twitch, just kind of whenever it happens. Yeah. And then we're going to try and I guess we'll work out our schedule once it starts becoming yours, but, or ours. No. And, and, yeah. and, but we've been trying to hit them like on Mondays it, at this point. It wasn't lost on me when you were describing your first episode that you were the one and not you <laughs> doing the uh, technical uh, doctoring yeah, of, the, uh, of, of the episode. This is this is correct. Yeah, good, good. Do you still do that? Yes. Interesting. I'm the producer. We actually got a pretty cool setup now on Twitch. Uh, and if you do follow us on Twitch, it's at the Wise Men. You know, if you get if you give us a follow and you turn your notifications on, you'll see whenever we go live, so you can tune in when that random time appears. But I do do the producing for uh, our Twitch streaming. We do have a cool little layout set up. We do we do cutscenes now. I'm starting nice. to kind of figure it out. Starting to figure out the techie side of all of this and the hot keys and the it's a lot of fun. I just think it's like it's just like Brent said. I think it's it really says a lot about you guys when you have so much content of your your life and your job people would want to listen to and you choose not to use that and you find something that interests you even more. Because now the research you have to do isn't firsthand knowledge. You have to go out and research it. You do. And yeah. that, oh, yeah. that's yeah. another thing. Me and oh, him yeah. can tell stories. That's right. Even if you guys cancel, me and Brent can just sit here and tell stories for an hour and be done. You know? That's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, I will say it's evident in some of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're like, are we doing this tonight? Uh, I didn't really plan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Here's, you sound like a dumbass. Here's, <laughs> here's a quick question. When, when you guys decide, hey, we're going to do this, did someone have to come in and, and help you with it? Or did you do your own research and you figured out how to do a podcast all on your own? Uh, pretty much just winged it. Yeah. And 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 I respect that. Uh, he, he gets a, most of these uh, emails. We, we get emails all the time about, hey, help me, you know, you know, do a podcast and help me start it and figure it out. And I'm just like, man, you know, no one, you know, my whole life, you know, for the most part, you know, especially these days, if you want to figure out how to do something, it's it's all out there. I mean, you may suck a little bit at it because, you know, you can have all the textbook knowledge in the world or the, the YouTube videos. But until you actually get in and do it, you know, that's when you actually learn something. So the fact that you guys wanted to do it, no one held your hand through it. You guys figured it out. That's you know, that's I mean, that's after- the way it's done. After I heard the audio to that first episode, <laughs> yeah, it either got to quit now or really try. Well, it was immediately we looked. I I text him and Sean, and I was <laughs> like, it's pissed off." I was like, "Dude, this is really rough. I don't know what I can do with this. I don't want to get rid of it, right. but yeah. I don't and know that we can do this episode right. again." Like I'm but polishing a piece of shit as much as I can. <laughs> but. And, yeah, actually, I did say that. and and here's the beauty out of that though. I 
always learn so much more from the things I do wrong than the, than the things I do right. Yeah. And by you doing things wrong and having to figure out you know, how to make it better, you learn so much more than if someone's just to kind of gift it to you. And you, you know you wouldn't have all that all the hours of research you had to to to, to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we went immediately like the next week we had a whole studio set up. We went and bought like dude. That's how you do it, man. You dude. Yeah. I spent like five hundred dollars, maybe six. Yep. I think it was more than that, but I got freaking. I got the wife believed in you. You you would have sell that to the wife. Dude, I bought a twenty five hundred dollar PC. Oh. Yeah, we were just dating. Like, she didn't move in yet. She I didn't own think. you yet. But uh, but yeah, and then and one thing too is like we always we all kind of brought something to the table. I'd say probably mainly me and Louie, but we all did kind of we all kind of bring in something to the table. We were putting in not, the most effort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we we made it work, and I think it was probably. Four weeks ago now we were we were like let's get back into it we kind of sh- you know we're all sharpening each other to try and we we know our potential so we were yeah. like let, let's get into it let's start doing this and i think once we all started kind of encouraging one another we just started kind of you know catching tune and and now we're you know we're producing probably i'd say at least one piece of content a week or if not two and you know we're putting in the time we're we're putting in the effort putting in the studying and just trying to get better the evolution of yep the the most the most number one searched when you look at a podcast other than their latest or their most viral topic so their latest episode most viral the third i think most searched thing is episode number one People want to see evolution. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Keep yeah. it up. Keep it up. There. Keep it up there. Yeah. No, we'll leave it up. It's it's yeah. it's up there. I, I love it. it. You know, they get to see you know what 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 you started from and, and where you at. Well, I went back and I recorded a little like fifteen seconds of audio. This sucks. Sorry. I, like, I want to apologize. <laughs> Stick with us. Episode two is way better. <laughs> <laughs> so if you listen to it now, that's it has that at the beginning of it. All right. Well. What we'll do is one last question for the both of you, and, and you can take time to think about it if you need to. Whose mustache tickles more? Well, it's definitely his. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it now. <laughs> <laughs> I met on each other, dude. Yeah. I know. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to I'm it now. I'm not trying it. 